to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo so kono hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing the light if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel perfect. And he has put all things under his side, under his side, at arm's length. Where has he put them? Somebody shout it under my So we are still dealing with the mastery of warfare part 8b it's called three levels of warfare um last week i talked about very important things when i was dealing with uh, the three levels of warfare by way of recap i know i talked about we talked about what what's the first level of warfare that i talked about so first i talked about generally the battle against the world right I said one of the greatest battles against you in spiritual warfare is the word that you have heard. This is because the word is the building block for every man's life. If the word of God is not on the inside of you, then there's going to be a big problem. It is it is the word that is on the inside that guarantees what happens to you on the outside. Because according to the book of Matthew chapter 13, the word is like a seed and then that seed is able to yield a crop so one of the things that satan has to do if he doesn't want to see the trees and the forests later is to deal with the seed that is being planted because it's easier to deal with the seed than to go and chop off a forest because the roots will remain if the word grows deep in you and it has got roots even if the fruits are taken away you will grow another one within within no time so this is why one of the one three to deal with the seed that's why this the first level those who listen to the word of god and do not understand it the enemy quickly comes and snatches it away so the the, the word he doesn't want you to listen to the word he doesn't want you to keep the word because he knows that the word is the building block for every man's life and the purpose of the word is to plant something deep within your spirit remember he said that you know The word of God begins with your ears. That means it begins with your body, then afterwards it gets into your soul, then afterwards it gets into your spirit. At that point then you become when the word of God finds a place in your spirit, at that point you become that guy or that that ground which which yielded 30 and 60 and 100, right? So you should not just hear the word of God, you should think about it. If you begin to think about the word of God then it is moving from your body into your soul because it is in the soul that thoughts happen it is in the soul that emotions happen imagine thinking about the word of God and it's getting me emotional there are times when i look at a scripture and it hits me like a like a slap and i want to cry 
And a lot of times when I'm discussing the word of God with, with my friends, I, I, I become teary. I, I notice that every time I'm discussing the word of God with my friends, I become teary. So could, if we could kindly stop all the movements and just focus, that would be great. Also, let's manage the doors. I say with a very nice voice, uh, next time, I may not guarantee. Uh, amen, ushers. So what I am saying is it gets deep into your spirit. You have to begin thinking about it. Now, what happens is when I'm discussing the word of God, there are many things that I discuss. I discuss the law. I discuss politics with people. I discuss science. But none of them make me feel teary. But every time I'm discussing the word of God, number one, I become alive. And this is what used to happen to me at the university. I'll be sitting, studying, whatever I'll be studying. And then, you know that point where you feel like you're dozing or you're tired, then you have to take a walk? What I would do is I would get a scripture and begin reading, then suddenly I would feel revived. Some people would take a movie, then they would feel revived. Some people would maybe listen to something. As long as the things you are doing are okay with your conscience, that's fine. But you can build yourself to the extent where you are feeling bored. You listen to one minute of the same one, you revive it. Because the soul is trainable. And whatever you expose your soul to, it will reconfigure to only get revived by those things. There are people who, when they are bored, what they need is to take a walk, to watch a movie. And it will be hard for them to change those things because they have configured their will, their emotions, their exciting faculties to that place. Are you following me? This is why some people, you know, when you are bored, and things will happen, sometimes you have an, an, a situation where maybe you are distressed, you have worked so hard. That you don't want to look. Have you ever written an assignment? You think it's so perfect. Then when you go back to it the second time, you're like, what? Is this what I was writing? It is because at that time you need to be revived. At that time you need to get back into a certain place where at least you entertain yourself. You are tired. Some people, this is where they are tempted. Because now you have to go do things just to be entertained. You will lose your job, you will lose your marriage, you will lose your relationship because you wanted to be entertained. Don't underestimate what entertainment can do. And so, the word of God has to be something that you are obsessed with, that you are thinking about consistently. You have to have a scripture that you are thinking about. You need to have a sermon that is, I need to go listen to that sermon. I need to go listen. It means it's on your mind. And what happens when the word of God is on your mind is that demons find it difficult to harness your thoughts. They will find it difficult to come and distract you with thoughts. And one of their greatest weapons is called thoughts. So the ungodly thoughts that they throw at you. But if you are filled with the word, suddenly a thought would come. Do this, then you say, it is written. It is because you are constantly feeding and you are reminding yourself of the word of God. How do you do it? Check your playlist. Your songs must be gospel. If your songs, if, if, if many of your songs are, let's go to the club, the spirit that is found in the club will notice that you are listening to its what? And it will visit you. So that's how you, you need to help your mind. And you know sometimes, sometimes how music is, huh? you can find that you don't even like the song, but because you heard it, it's like a secular song, you just find tum, tum, ching, tum, tum, ching, in your head, twin, 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 twin. Do I have witnesses here? 
You see, the people agree. These people are afflicted <laughs> by secular music. <laughs> but it happens. You just find... I've seen a lot of people like that. Just like, oh, up! one line. Now, I'm back and a secular artist. So the best way to deal with bad music is by listening to good music so that your mind can have something. Oh, but I don't have any gospel songs. I don't know any gospel. What you've just, you are lazy. You need to look for and find. How did you find those artists? <clears throat> the same way you found those ones, the same way you are going to find the new ones. Amen. Search, ask for your friends. Let's share gospel music. What do you share with your Christian friends? So you think about the word of God. That's how you build it. You... you you, that's how you build your soul into it. The other way that you build the word of God in your soul is prayer. Prayer seems to be one of those faculties that can transform your soul. You need to pray. Find yourself praying. And if you are praying, pray scriptures. Don't just say, give me, give me, give me, give me. Lord, I ask. Those are the only prayers you know. Find other scriptures. Second Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. My whole spirit, soul, and body is kept blameless. In the name of Jesus, I am the elect of the Lord. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You find scriptures, pray scriptures. You look at the scripture, then you start going. I'm blessed going in and coming out. My memory is blessed because it's a memory of the just. You find scriptures that you can fill yourself with. Hallelujah. So, that's how you develop your, you know. So, I said... In, 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 in warfare, the first level is when you are attacked by an evil spirit. That's the first level of warfare. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all those kinds of spirits. Spirits from the mother's, grandfather's, uncle's side. There are all those sides where evil spirits come from. Spirits from 1920th Kondo. You just don't know, but something has been coming at you. You know, there are spirits that bring sickness. There are spirits that bring... Um, um, all sorts of things, rejection. There are powers that bring bad thoughts. Then there are forces that bring depression. Have you ever had friends who just, suddenly they just feel like they shouldn't be with you. They need some time alone. <laughs> So you find the, the person is just sitting. They don't know what they are doing. They just feel like being alone. They just don't feel like they don't belong in public places. The Bible says when an evil spirit has been cast out, it goes to lonely, dry and arid places. So what you are doing is you are giving expression <laughs> to the nature of a spirit. You shouldn't be like that. So all sorts of spirits attack people. Now, the solution to this level of warfare, and I'll be giving you solutions for every level of warfare. The solution to this one, number one, believer's authority. When you learn your authority in Christ Jesus, you'll be shocked at how weak the devil is. I said it. I said, when you learn authority in Christ Jesus, you'll be amazed at how weak demons are. They fear the word of God. So don't just say, Lord, please help me. What does the Bible say? 
What, what have you learned in the Bible? And then you also have to come to a point where you stop the pray for me, pray for me kind of situation. You need to know what the Bible says and then grow it out. At some point you need to get tired of being tormented in your sleep. It's good to be prayed for. But you know, sometimes the pastor could be asleep. Or that your friend who's for prayers, flat. Or the boss has given him a situation and he can't respond to you at that point. Meanwhile, the affliction is still going on. So you need to say, in the name of Jesus, I command you, get out. You need to learn your authority as a Christian. Powers of darkness respond to authority. Now, listen to me. Listen. You need to learn, learn this. Authority is not something you get by the amount of prayer you pray. Your authority as a believer is inborn. It's not an issue of prayer. You need to know that. It's not an issue of prayer. Your, even if you don't pray, you can still exercise authority. So don't say, how they don't shut up fast. Our authority in Christ Jesus is a birth issue. It's not prayer which gives you authority. It is because you are born again, you are a child of God. That's what gives you authority. Say, I have authority. <clears throat> Somebody say, I have authority. Yeah, because if you, let's say you've not been praying, God forbid, let's say you've not been praying, then you're attacked, then you remember, I have not been praying. What are you going to do? Just do whatever you want to do to me. Now you say, in the name of Jesus, because the authority is in faith, in your faith, in that name. That's why that's the Bible says, firstly, it says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, according to Romans 10, it says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, whoever. So a person can be the wrongest person. They are in club. When they are attacked by an evil spirit, they say, Jesus, the evil spirit will run away. They are not saved. Then you, you think you have to pray. You've been duped. Prayer has a place. It's got things it does. Prayer increases the amount of power that you release. It doesn't add to your authority. Because authority is inborn. He said, I have given you. He didn't say you've prayed for authority. He says, behold, I've given you. And he says, we are children of God. Hallelujah. Yes. Imagine finding a dog. Say, just imagine. Begging the Lord, praying, Lord, as these children are going to be born, number one, make sure that they are able to bark. Let's imagine dogs used to pray and they are praying to God. Lord, these children must be able to bark. Oh. Huh? Imagine. Is that even correct? It's a wrong prayer. You don't pray for authority. Exercise it. And do it consistently until your spirit gains mastery. You authority over evil spirits, authority over circumstances of life, authority over even the job that you want, authority over the weather, authority over sickness. That's an issue of authority. So what the word of God does, firstly, is it travels from your body to your soul to your spirit. Now, the word of God that begins to affect your body is the one that is in your spirit. 
God has not grown root on the inside of you, you find it difficult to exercise it over your body because it means you don't believe it. Because the Bible says, with, with the heart, a man believes unto right. So it's with the heart that we believe. It's the, it's the heart that makes for conviction so that manifestation can come after confession. Listen, one of the things you need to know is this. The Bible says in Joshua chapter number 1 verse 8, meditate on the word of God day and night. Why? If, and this is so important. If power was only available when we confess it in the mouth, if that was the only time power was available, why does the Bible tell us to meditate day and night? It's because God wants that word to do in our spirit. So there's an extent where after you meditate and you think about day and night, you think about it, you meditate on it consistently, that now your spirit gains ascendancy and authority. It means that the word of God has now grown a tree. It has grown a forest first on the inside. It's, it's with the spirit that authority is built. Here on the, because the amount of power that is released on the mouth comes out of your faith, and that faith is in the heart. Huh? So as you meditate day and night, the word of God begins to grow freshly on the inside of you. And listen, this is why many people miss it. It's easy to preach. I've met many preachers, but whose lives don't show the way they preach. Because we can preach out of inspiration, but the thing is not coming from the depths of our spirit. And if you are a pastor or a minister, you, you need to come to a place where you believe what you are preaching. You are convinced. Because you rarely see changes sometimes if you, don't, if you are not convinced with the thing that you are preaching. It will change others except you. you haven't you heard that Elisha died of sickness? And his bones were raising the dead. So that word first affects you on the inside. That's why meditation is important. It must grow freshly on the inside. When you are talking, it reaches a place where it's like you're talking about things that you know. When I'm talking about Donald Trump, I'm talking about someone I know. But when I'm talking about my wife, I'm talking about someone I know, two different kinds of knowledge. Another person can talk about my wife. But when I talk about her, we can use the same sentence. But there's a difference in conviction. Because there's a way I know her that another person doesn't know. So if we can preach the same word, but the capacity that word will carry to change people is also a reflection of how much of it we have buried in our spirit. And that only comes by hearing and meditation. It must be on your mind. This is why the word, we, the word we share changes people's lives. It's because we are not only anointed, it has altered us deep on the inside. I don't know if this is boring because now I'm teaching you to be a minister. I'm not just telling you, receive, receive. I'm training you how to be a minister as an individual person. Hallelujah. Yes. So, so he says, meditate on it day and night. Then, you see, it, listen to this. It is that word, very important, which is in your spirit which causes you to be. Your personal healing is dependent on how much you're convinced about the word which is on the inside. 
It's difficult for you to pray for your personal healing when the word that you have only landed in your ears, it never got into your mind and never dropped into your spirit. If you want to walk in personal health and healing, you must meditate on the word of God and it must have a place in your heart. That is the word which guarantees your health. Listen, we are going into a place where you must be convinced. You must be convinced. <laughs> you must be convinced that what the word of God said is true. And you can't be convinced by hearing. You can't be convinced by just thinking. It must drop on the inside here. How were we having services when there was a third wave? How many times did you see, how many times did I pray for some many people who had corona? Never caught it once. If you hear the way I'm talking, from, from some of you are like, it's, it's dangerous. And some people were, okay, but it takes, you see, I thought when Jesus said, you shall, Mark chapter 16 verse 17, listen, when Jesus said, you shall lay your hands on the sick and the sick shall be healed. Did, what was running in his mind? Didn't Jesus think about sicknesses which are contagious? Didn't Jesus know that there are going to be sicknesses where it, Omicron, they are saying it is contagious, it's so fast. Didn't Jesus know? I thought he was prophetic. Why did he make a careless statement like that? So you've seen that scripture, you caught it, but are you convinced is a function of, did that thing get inside here? And you see, it's not just about healing. Different dimensions of the word of God can get deep into your heart. I, I don't think it's possible, for example, for me to lack. And if that word has not entered deep into your spirit, you think, hey, this guy is a agadosio. Okay, you, what are you convinced about? About the word of God? Okay, may, maybe I'm bragging. Tell me what you are convinced about. What are some of the things you are convinced about? Hmm? <laughs> that tells you to what extent the words of God have traveled inside you. Somebody say, I will never be broke. You say it until it enters here. And when it enters there, deep in your spirit, that's when it will carry power for your life. When it's on your mouth, it can change other people. Because death and life is in the power of the tongue. It can change other people. But the one that is going to change you must enter. You have to say, I can't fail. God can't bring you from grade 7 to grade 12 to Ziali. Just what I fail. Even start shivering. <gasps> You're a joke and you must stop. You must be convinced that God will make me pass. God can't make me pass grade 7, grade 9, university, just so that I can start lambwazzling, moving about. Now, are you convinced? That is the word which will bring your healing. Because when that word now comes out of you, it is the word of God. It's not your word. It's the word of God coming. Uh, when you are speaking now, it's no longer you. The thing has reached a place where it's bringing out a hundredfold. That one is the one God says, huh? He says, he says, 
My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, and my ways are higher than your ways. The same way that the rain comes from the skies and falls to the ground and brings out plants, it's the same way that the word that goes out of my mouth. Isaiah 55, I think you can do verse 8. It says, it will not fail. There's a word which can't fail. It says, but it will bring forth that which I have commanded it to do. Jesus Christ said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. The word is rema. That word is the Greek word rema. It's not logos. It means an inspired word of God. It's the word that we... This is why some... Let me, let me give an example. You want to release a situation, eh? That word, you can begin by the word of faith. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare by the power of the Holy Spirit that everybody is healed. I decree and declare that I'm safe. This contract is mine. You're doing it by faith, and it brings some results. Then now you begin praying in the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible says, beloved, building yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You now start, Babri Zivaron, Tekela Kastole Bradish. At that point, you know what begins happening? You stop thinking about the things you left on the line. At that point, what begins happening? The thought comes that you probably left the gate open. At that point, now what you're trying to do is hush your mind. Because there's a stillness you need to reach sometimes. And then there's a, it's hard to teach this. Then there's a moment of firing that comes out. There's a word. You know that as I speak, this is not a man talking. This is a God speaking. Then you say, sometimes you just say, it is done. That word will cut the devil in half. That's the word which causes And you need to grow yourself to be able to pull that word. Because you know, there are times when you're praying in tongues and it's just blank. But there are times when you begin praying in tongues and a scripture begins coming to you a certain way. It means a rema word is cooking. As you are praying that, you are praying by his stripes we are healed. And then a thought begins to come. We are above sickness. I have been raised to live in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus far above every power. A leader. Meanwhile, that's what you are thinking. Meantime, and you are thinking in the spirit because your mind is not thinking. <laughs> because the Bible says when you pray in the spirit, your mind does not understand what you are saying. First Corinthians chapter number 14, I believe verse 14, NLT says your mind does not understand. Meanwhile, when your mind becomes shushed now, then thoughts of the word of God begins bubbling up your spirit. At that point, no one should walk into your room. Because there's something cooking in your spirit. This is effective prayer. And the Bible calls it the heartfelt. The heartfelt. Sometimes it makes you cry. Sometimes it makes you emotional. Sometimes you feel emotions, eh? You feel like laughing. Don't hold it. Don't hold it. It means, sometimes it means victory is coming out. You see, you see, prayer, prayer is a very spiritual thing. It's a very spiritual thing. That's why it's hard to understand when you see a true believer praying. Because they do things that a spirit must be doing. Mm. 
It's, it's, it's. The prayer is now beginning to pray you. <laughs> it's changing you now. There's a dimension of power called kratos in the Greek. Kratos means, you know, there is exousia. That means authority. There's dunamis. Yeah. Uh, that means power. Then there's iskus. It means the means. There are different kinds of powers, and I, I talked about that. Then there is kratos. Kratos means you reach a place where you become the power. It means you are, you are, you are let's say you are praying for healing. Then you feel like you are the healing anointing as you are going to a person. So you are not believing God so that the person can heal. Imagine the healing anointing just believing God. It reaches a place sometimes as you are being thank you, where it feels like it's impossible for this thing to fail. And sometimes it's like a knot. When you release that thing, but meanwhile as you are praying in tongues, a scripture was coming. And it's beginning to feel differently from the way you felt it before. Aratwa, Eledor, Mpula Uta, Smiliki Yakarovsky Nefrakati. The only scripture that's coming is you are the head and not the tail. Meanwhile, many of you when you are hearing me teach what I'm teaching, you realize you've probably never prayed before with your spirit. This is why you are taking long to reach a certain place. Because there's a level of prayer that cuts. Parakon and sometimes I wait for it. Sometimes I even hear Satan laughing. I'm like, wait for it. All, and you know, sometimes even your confidence levels begin going up. Because when you are praying with your understanding... You're like, oh Lord, but now what begins happening is you begin raising your hands. <laughs> you don't know what you just <laughs> just like that. And you don't know, you don't know as you are celebrating, you are celebrating the future before it happens. You felt a note of joy, you titikishat it because people are going to look at you. And sometimes you feel like crying. And sometimes you feel an anger in the spirit. It, at that point you realize the demon that has been tormenting you is small. It's small. Then you go, ah! It can't stay. Because <laughs> the lion in you is out. I want you to pray in tanks for the next 10 seconds if you can. Parakorabashataba. You don't know that your destiny depends on it. Varada. Entropinema. Ukwemule mila minai. Kapakatika pakalokona na mama masikiteleke. Rakazonda di brahalaka idaprokodai taiti maskamakona inamakaya laba. In the name of Jesus we have prayed. Amen. So, 
Prayer is an art. Sometimes you, sometimes you see us sitting. And after we, we are trying to, I'm trying to pray normally. But I fail, I begin to groan. I'm not possessed. <laughs> There's a level where the prayer we pray, you can understand it, eh? Father, in the name of Jesus. Beautiful. And then there are tongues. That's your spirit praying. But then a point comes where it's no longer just your spirit. The Holy Spirit now has clothed himself with you. Sometimes you can't even explain the emotions that are going on. Sometimes you feel heat. Sometimes you feel cold. Sometimes you feel angry. Sometimes you feel happy. And then, how do you express those words? You just find yourself... You, you realize you've never prayed before, right? <laughs> it's not just you at that point. And sometimes you just go, ah! What you don't know is that that cry into your village, set fire on altars. They heard the cry. You see, the realm of the spirit. That's why when you are feeling emotions in the spirit, as you pray, don't hold them back. You feel, you feel an emotion, then you go. It's <clears throat> guizzy. Sometimes you feel like laughing, you go, ha, 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 ha. The Bible says four lepers, guys, four lepers. Four lepers. They were, it means they probably, one probably didn't have a foot. They were lepers. Another one was feeling pain as he was walking. Maybe, I don't know, maybe he was not feeling pain, but he was afraid that the leg would cut out, so he was careful. But as they were walking, the Bible says, God took that sound. And God did something with that sound. He sent it, he amplified it. He sent it into the, into the enemy camp, and the enemy had four armies. So you can be thinking you are just a leper, you are just doing, ah! What you don't know is that, that the Holy Spirit needs something he can work with. He told Moses at some point, he said, what do you have? Moses was joking, he said, I only have a stick. He said, throw it. And he was honest, all he had in his life was a stick. When Moses threw that stick, God turned it into a snake. And God turned it into a staff. Some of you may be saying, all I have is a skill. Some of you may be saying, all I have is a degree. God is looking for a sound. Even in prayer, sometimes the Holy Spirit is looking for a note. This is why we wait. Um, picking a song and a song. Because there is that song which is going to release stuff. So God is just waiting for you to laugh. Because the Bible also says, they rise against the anointed when the Messiah, and they plot against him. But the one who is in heaven, he laughs. Imagine you are laughing. You are just laughing. Everyone is thinking, this is sister. But in the kingdom of darkness, ha, ha, ha. 
is, is, is a length and the dimension of an earthquake. Gaga, 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 gaga. Aga, they are listening like that. Waves, ripples of damage in the kingdom of darkness. Don't underestimate simple things that people do in the spirit. The spirit is not the way. Don't look at people praying with the eye of the flesh. You are mistaken. And this is where people miss it. Where they're supposed to be groaning. They say, I felt the spirit. What did you do with the spirit? Put him in the bottle. Oh. And some of you have got friends. All you do with those friends. You crack jokes. To the extent that even when you are praying. You are afraid that it would be my one if you pray a certain way. It's wrong. Your friendship must graduate. So what you do is, if you, if you think your friends will when I'm you, me what I used to do when I was at university, I would leave the premises and I would begin walking in the dark. I would just put headsets and everybody who saw me would be thinking, this guy loves this song. He's probably rapping. And I'll be going, Eka baraka sata baraka Praying for my future. Kaya kakaka. You know, sometimes you feel the voice changing as you pray. Don't resist it, sis. Don't resist it. You are praying. The intensity. It means you are beginning to pick up a speed in the spirit. You are beginning to pick up a speed. Sometimes you, you are sitting, then you begin, you begin pacing the floor. What you don't know is that you are moving from UK to what? And then sometimes you just feel like, mm. then you sit. <laughs> then you begin. Ah, they say, ah, is that your brother? They check it's you. <laughs> ah, that's how she is. They'll, don't worry, at first they'll laugh, but they'll get used eventually. And then you go, Karakapa, Satapa, Kate, Epa, You don't know you people. This is our secret to success. If you ever think I've been successful, I'm teaching you. Otherwise, you will beg and the spirits will keep coming. But when now they start sensing that, and then after some time, sometimes it's like you feel like, Stretching. <laughs> Prayer is a strange thing. Mm. <sighs> you are not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. The Holy Spirit is things on the inside of you. <laughs> you have not prayed before you. But from today, something has entered you. You want you want to challenge powers and spirits that has been, have been in your family for the past 50 years. You. Who do you think you are? So you need to learn how to pray. And not just pray. Zegduzdi. Zagure. Somebody say we are ready to pray. So now, the one that changes, what I'm trying to tell you is that the one that changes, you know now, I don't know, prayer me. So now, these things, 
I don't know how I got here. So warfare, warfare. <laughs> so a grazo televahan de vradige sede. Kronde prakatola vrakatish prakatush. One time I was walking. And there are many testimonies like this. I I I rushed, I rushed. I woke up morning. And I just felt sometimes you can you know, see, the court of prayer, the Holy Spirit begins to configure you. When you become consistent, the Holy Spirit begins to configure you guys. You can wake up like this. You know how you people know everything wrong sometimes except the correct thing. How did you know that what you have is malaria? Who taught you? You are trained to know fever, but are not trained to sense the spirit in your, in your body. You know when you have a crush on someone, you know it's only me. You know it. You can't even sleep properly. You turn this side, you turn that side. That thing they do for, you're about to write a message. Hello. Beautiful. <laughs> Then you find the reply. How are you, sir? <laughs> you deserve it. a serpentine nature. It's still functional in you. How you can sense the wrong things. You should be offended. How did I know that this is a headache, but you can't know that the Holy Spirit passed you? You quickly look for Kapana, do you? Meanwhile, you miss the Lord. I know you, you think I'm exaggerating, but if you don't think like this, you won't grow. Are you listening to me? Sometimes you can just wake up like this. And you know. It happened to me. A lot of times that's how we've been able to save a lot of people. When Sarah was having that accident, we were from a prayer service. I was awakened to pray. When I reached, I was tired. But when I just woke up, the thing was in me. <laughs> I don't know. The Holy Spirit now finds it comfortable to move you into prayer. So that you know that you're supposed to prepare me before I come here. Now, this is what, this is the word which changes your heart, the one that's in your heart. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. 
powers of darkness, authority. Then the next level of warfare is your heart, yourself. I told you, you are the greatest dimension of warfare is you. So the solution to this one, grow in character. If you want to defeat yourself, I said it's the highest. Now, strangely, the highest level of warfare has got the easiest solution, which people ignore. When you're dealing with powers of darkness, yes, you get it. But then yourself, it simply means now you grow in the fruit of the spirit, you love people, you have self-control. Yes, you are disciplined to follow the will of God. This is what describes maturity, not how many demons you cast out. Maturity is your capacity to grow character. To have the fruit of the spirit. And marriage will test you for this one. Oh, I want to marry, you want to marry. You want to marry because you are feeling things. Not because you know. Okay, you know what? Let me tell you something. This morning, I was writing and I was saying, I was telling people, <clears throat> let me read. I'll quickly do this one. I was saying, the other thing I deliberately work on doing is making my wife happy. It's part of purpose for a man who decides to marry, to make his wife happy. I don't do it as a favor. I know that if I fail, I'm failing not just her or the people who may discover, but I'm failing myself and failing at purpose. So when you get married, you literally have discovered purpose. Your purpose is to please your partner. The same way you've got a purpose to serve the Lord, to save mankind, now you have purpose, you have purpose to please your wife. Making her happy. Making sure she's comfortable. Making sure she doesn't lack. Making sure she's eating. Making sure she doesn't feel like the house is lacking. You now have a new purpose as a man. It's purpose. The Bible says the two shall become one flesh. And then, listen, the Bible also says, if you do not do this, you hinder your prayers. Now, it would be good to be your, nice to your wife once if she's not going to be in your house. But if she's going to be in your life for G, and you have to get God answering your prayers every day you pray, the Bible says she. In other words, <laughs> so you now grow purpose to always be understanding. Now, you boys, you need to know this. You are you're not staying with someone in the same house. It's different when you begin staying with someone in the same house for the next one year, two years. That's why I have a lot of respect for people who've been married 10 years. My parents have been married how many years? 30 what? And they're still going strong. <laughs> you, just your female, your female friend, you're always having dif differences. Just your female friend. Your fellow female friend, you're always. You like your space. Every time he wants to chat, every time she wants to chat, every time she wants to chat, you're not even yet married. Because when you are, you, you are married, your wife sometimes would rather you stay home looking at, how, looking at each other and how cute your face is, rather than you go out and work. 
And you're saying you want to take some time to rest. It's hot. She wants to hold. Kai, you say it in your vows. I'm not saying any deep things. These people have read these things. They said to have and to hold. Then she reminds you, you are the one who said to have and to hold. I didn't force you. Mm. You are not cover to have and to hold. <laughs> Ladies don't love space. You, you want some time to rehearse. She wants to come sit with you. In high heart, I have a kick. Then you look at her and say, you are so beautiful. Meanwhile, you are attached. <laughs> then you know you've grown up. Your heart will be tested in patience. Oh, you're saying, hey, there's Z. You've just started. <laughs> there's B, C, D, E, F, G. When you are, listen to this, if you are not treating your wife properly, the devil stops fighting you. Because he knows your prayers won't go anywhere. Didn't I show you the scripture? It's Peter. First Peter chapter 3 verse 7. Nipaseni. We see if you still marry. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them. With understanding, giving honor to the wife. You want honor. God says you give honor to your wife. As to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that, that your prayers may not be hindered. So when the devil notices, you are very, you are, you, you are what word can I use? You are careless with your wife. Listen, the Bible says, if you've got a difference with your brother and you want to give something on the altar, the Bible says, go and reconcile. In other words, God is saying, I will not receive. Now, that's just your friend who you met in church. What more your wife you are staying with? You think God will receive anything. So you find your tithing is not working. Your partnering is not working. God is just like, hmm, until you change. So Satan just looks, this is why you need to know, Satan doesn't like marriage. Satan doesn't even like a bad marriage. You think because the marriage is bad, then Satan is, he wants divorce. He will start complaining to the demons how this marriage is bad. He just, he doesn't even like, that same bad one, you are saying, Lord help me. Satan hates it because it's a bad marriage, because it's still a marriage. So you, by all means, you try to frustrate it so that it ends. <laughs> so you just notice, you are, every time your wife wants to do something, you're not listening. You are a tough one. No one advises you. <laughs> Only you can advise thy. You will be praying like this. It will be, the words will be, you will just be hearing your words in your chest. So, what I'm trying to say is marriage tests you. Next week, I'll come for you, ladies. For now, let me beat the men. 
Let me handle them. I'm sure at this point you are just like, I'm dating the wrong boy. He's not even here where the part. How do I tell him this? You tell him, babe. <laughs> Today I want us to do something spiritual. I'm going to. There's a sermon that Pastor taught on warfare. I want you to listen to it. Huh? Uh, then you send the sermon. Hallelujah. I've given you hints on what to do. <laughs> he will listen. And if he doesn't listen, did you listen to that part? If he says no, we won't talk. Now, the solution to you being the, the greatest enemy of yourself, your fruit, your character. All of you must go and listen to a sermon I taught titled Character Development. Go and listen to it. It will bless you. Okay? Because I will not get into that temptation. Pay attention to how loving you are. Do you know that this is why many people are sick? You always have grudges. If you, if you can't walk in love, you always be dealing with a sickness. If you can't walk in character, if you can't walk in self-control, if you can't walk in patience, you go, it's not everyone who's got anxiety attacks because they had anxiety attacks. It's because they couldn't be patient with things. I'm not saying everyone who's dealing with anxiety attacks, that's the issue. But I'm saying many people, they couldn't learn to be patient. And sometimes it could be that you tried, let's say you tried to employ, you tried to apply, thrice they rejected you. So now you think, even if I apply for this one, it will fail. You are still not patient. Because patience is like a shock absorber. You can hit something. You know, I remember Deacon Flavian was driving my car in the rocks. And he was so comfortable. I just looked at him and said, why is he so comfortable? Then he said, ah, you know, this car daddy, hey, hey, hey. You can't feel the bumps. Yeah, hey, hey. I'm just going in bumps. <laughs> you stop. But it's true. Now, if you're driving a small car, let's say a Vitz, and then you're in rock view. <laughs> so Vitz is the state of your heart. But then my car is also a state of your heart. <laughs> the Noah, the, what's the name of the car? I'm not into cars. Yes, that same one. So shock absorbers, the difference is one is very comfortable. You can be going through the same road, but one is not feeling what you're feeling. The difference is one is patient, the other one isn't. And that's when now an evil spirit comes at you because this evil spirit has noticed you lack the fruit. So you can easily be pushed into, ah, there's like a job this side, you go for it. Then you find it's for selling drugs. And you say, okay, I'll just do it for one month. <laughs> you are gone. They have never been caught for five years. When you step in, your own anointing will fight you. There's a side of the anointing which is dangerous. Your own anointing will fight you. Then they will be caught. Then you'll be implicated. You don't know that Jonah was cast out because of his own anointing. 
He, he nearly died because his own anointing worked against him. That's the solution. Then the final one, when Satan notices, when Satan notices that there's nothing in you, Jesus Christ said the prince of this world comes in John chapter 14 verse 30. says the prince of this world comes but he finds nothing in me. He has nothing to work with in your heart. The evil spirits have tried and then you've grown your character. That means the spirits cannot also find the way of attacking you. You know what they now do? Level of warfare. It's called the world. When, 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 when there's nothing in you to cause you to stumble, you are a good man, you've developed your character, you've grown the fruits. Also, when you have grown in authority, that any spirit which comes against you, you throw out like nothing. You can reach that place. Brothers and sisters, it's very possible. You can reach that place where every attack that comes, they are afraid of your house. Not because people are strong, but because you've put a fire around the house. They're not even consistent with your prayer, but because there's a saved person. And that person has re realized their authority. They are struggling to enter the house. They can't. This, your heart is also doing fine. You are a blessing to yourself. You think well of other people. You wish them well. Ha! The devil looks. He, he can't find anything. You know what he did? The first thing he did, when you study the Bible, you find that there was a man named Adam. There was nothing in him. Even, even in his heart, everything was okay. He decided to obey God for the longest time. So what now the devil did is he used a system of the world. A system of the world is using other people to get to you. Because when they tried coming to you, they couldn't. They tried the first level of warfare where they sent a spirit, you dealt with it. The second level of warfare, where they tried to move you to disobey, you also obeyed because your heart is set. So what they would do is they will use systems. Remember, we studied the world now. What we said about the world is the world is anything or anyone. And I told you that a person can be the world. That means your wife can be the world. Your husband can be the world. God forbid Satan has noticed you pray a lot and your heart is okay. It's perfect. You now use your mother. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, Natty. You love it perfect. Come on, come call me Mwanda. Then, because she's your mother, you can't see the demon speaking behind. It's hard to see strange things behind your parents' door. That's why Adam could not desert because it was his wife. His wife couldn't possibly mean the worst. She had the best interest. Look at her. She looks like an angel. She must be speaking the truth. And he thought it was time to eat apple. That's how he ate his destiny. Eve. So they are systems that the enemy uses. The Bible says of Daniel, he decided not to defile himself by eating the delicacies that were given to the king. 
him and his friends. That means there was nothing wrong with them first. Even the evil spirits could not find access to them. So they defeated first level and second level. To the extent that when you read the, the book of Daniel, they said, how do we bring this guy down? Because you will not find anything wrong with him in the way he handles his accounts. Except if we attack him with the law of his God. So they had to use a system outside. Demons now, powers of darkness, the powers of pressure, had to now use systems of governors to get to Daniel. And they wanted him to just, for 30 days, freeze. Just 30 days. It's not like he will stop being a believer. Just fornicate this once. You love Jesus. You can just finish this pornographic once. That's all Satan asked from Daniel. He didn't ask for much. For some of you, some of those movies you've been watching and some of the songs you've been listening, I just ask him for five minutes of your time. Five minutes. Five minutes. But the devil knows that if you give him a leg hold, he will grab the whole thing. Beyonce was saying when I'm on stage, something a presence comes on me. With you. With your nice big Christian ears. So that no one even hears. You are just downloading energies of darkness. And you struggle with those things for years on end. May that never be your portion. So that's how they tried to get Daniel. The worldly system. And number one, the two that the world uses is the government. This is why many of you must get in government. Stop fearing politics. Stop shouting at Dr. Nevers Mumba, some of you. You need to just sit and thank God because he's been an example. Whether you don't like him as your candidate or not, leave it. At least he's a believer. Wasn't Daniel in politics? Wasn't Joseph in politics? Doesn't the Bible say, when the righteous rule, the people rejoice? But here you are. The only voice you now have is in the spirit. And let me tell you something about the spirit. Let me tell you something about what happens in the spirit. God can tell someone to give you something because you pray. But that person has a will to disobey. So sometimes we can pray, but someone can choose to disobey. They can say you will all be taking mandatory vaccination. You will cry, you will cry, you will cry. But what will happen now? You can't enter the stores. You can't enter government building. You can't even enter government. You can't enter the hospital because you are not why? Because whereas you are supposed to be the minister of health, you are like, no, this politics, ah, well. Meanwhile, you desired it. Not everyone is called to the church. Some of you are called from the church to the world. That's why the Bible says he gave some prophets, some apostles, some teachers. He says, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, your work in ministry is partially in the church. Most of it is in those offices. There are some of us, because of the way we dominated our offices, you find the people are praying, they can't say rubbish, they can't insult, they can't listen to wrong music. There are places where I've worked and the person knows that because I'm here, they can't listen to wrong music. Because you are there. That's why we service you so that you can go and function outside here. Are you listening to me? Don't just go there and just be a worker. Find out what, God, what does God want me to do in this place. 
When you enter that place, this is why I was praying for you. I was believing that God will raise people to go and work in the corporate. Why we celebrate graduation Sunday? The way we celebrate it here in church is not because we are secular, it's because we know that the kingdom of God has one extra degree. It's, it's a cause for celebration. We are not celebrating so that, hey, I worked hard. Everyone else works hard. But we know that the kingdom of God has got one extra degree, one extra diploma, whatever you did. One extra certificate, you celebrate. Because when you are put there, some of you may be in a place where you are working with Chinese. You can't pray. But you find because of your presence, there are things they can't do. They don't know why. Because your angels are always fighting corruption. Some of you, if you are shown your angels, you'll be surprised they are tired. You're like, but I was not praying. <laughs> you subjected them to an environment where there are powers. So some of you, because of the workplaces where you are, that's why your prayer life needs to go up. You can be thinking, oh, it's a second. No one prays. You don't know the powers that are in that workplace. You put your angels <laughs> on serious work mode in that your place. You don't know. So Satan now begins to inspire people in workplaces. There are people who never had depression. They were okay in their hearts. They defeated all spirits. But Satan now went to the third level of warfare where he made sure they got a job. I have seen people when they were just broke and eating, eating money for asking. They were fine. Until they begged God on the altar, give me, give me. Then God got tired and gave them. They came back with a pregnancy. There are certain professions. You can find this person was a good person. They love the Lord. They always use this to pray. The moment they joined the police force, there is a spirit of the world there. It has been defined. You have to take a bribe at least twice in a year. There is pressure. So you find this person never ate money. They always died. But this time, they can take a bribe. I don't have a license even you. Okay, officer, let's understand each other here. Let me just buy a drink. Ah, you knew 500. Hey. Ah, I pass. He found that you didn't have a problem. You defeated the evil spirits. Your heart was good, but then the, the world is designed to also make you fall. The world is designed to also make you fall. There are people, they were nice. They didn't have a problem. They wanted to be medical practitioners. The moment they found mental nurses, they now became rude. They're not nurses, never nurse. You can find the person is sick. You want to move panga from the They're just doing things. You're even looking like you're disgusted. Now I'm tired. What happened to you? You were a nice person, my sister. What happened? A lot of doctors don't even look at people as people. They look at them as patients. 
That means you have no heart. Because what you are dealing with is a condition, not a person. You forget that you are dealing with people with hearts and with backgrounds. So just, they're saying this person, well, even when they're delivering you, uh, unfortunately, I think you should have this problem, uh, but uh, you can go home. No feelings. What happened to you? What happened? Don't look down. There are people who were never lesbian. They grew up in proper places. They were fine until they went to a boarding school. Now they suddenly find that they are attracted to the opposites, to the same sex. There are people who never thought they can't wear short things. They never thought they would wear short things. But then they have entered into a learning institution, the University of Zambia. Now they are elite. You can find them now wearing umuru, and it's nobody are going like this. It's just, it's just now that, uh, that the ruins, I think they've mixed it. They used to clap, they would clap for you, they would scold you, they would call you names. If you are not lucky, they would call you hula. <clears throat> what happened? What happened? He said, no. Me, I'll keep myself until I marry. Second year, you've been godrashed. This virgin, second year you are gone. Second year. What you don't know is that the world has got a spirit. It insists that you must conform. These professions you are getting into, no. I told you that the world, also in our second definition, I said the world is a system developed by Satan, designed and managed by different kinds of spirits. You go to a learning institute, to the business world, and then you are told, no, 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 no. This is not how you handle such transactions. You will not prosper. And because you are not willing to go and pray and wait, you need to, to succeed immediately. You have become part of them. The solution to this is this. We must become the heads of all the mountains of influence. The other solution to the world being a level of warfare is discernment. You must know that you're not just dealing with professional, professional people. You are dealing with powers. There are spirits in charge of the legal profession. You don't know that. You think you just find people who speak good English and they can go to court and can, they can wear long robes. No. You think you just meet doctors like that. Huh? You need to know that every time you graduate and you enter, there's a force. A force which dictates how you must behave and how far you go. It doesn't matter you're in the profession of photocopying and binding. So you need to discern that you are there to also cause a change. Even in the family, if you're not necessarily working, because the family is a mountain of influence. And Satan knows, number one, if these two love each other a lot, the kind of child that they're going to give birth to is a complete child. A child who's got a father and a child who's got a mother. That means the child will grow balanced. 
They will be, they will, you know the reason why some women find it difficult to submit to their man? They, were ne- they never lived with a father. Let me tell you what a father does. God has planted in every child the fear of a father. Sometimes I just tell shepherd, you can't eat that, he starts crying. Today, my wife was accusing me of beating him. <laughs> Have you beaten him? I said, no. I just told him, you, he was eating envelopes. I told him, you can't eat envelopes. And this is what I said. I said, Mm-mm. My wife, what have you done to my son? I said, I, st- I told him you can't. But it's because it's normal. But she'll tell him, stop that. And They've got a special relationship, which is also very okay. So you find if he grows up only with her and without me, there's going to be a problem. Because it means he will now be able to stand up to every man. Even men, he should bend himself like this. He'll say, can you imagine what he said? There are many times, many people who are older than me, I know they've been wrong, but I said, oh, sorry, sir. I never lost anything. You know, you know I've, I've met believers, women, who said, when I grew up, my father used to abuse my mother. And that's why you find the believers always angry at the boyfriend. One sister, one sister, one sister. The boyfriend was trying to tell her something. She said, don't talk to me like that. They broke up for a few minutes. <laughs> then she confessed, she told me. The way I grew up was like this and like that and like that. So you find, sometimes what God tries to, to rebalance is to give you a spiritual father like me. <laughs> so if you resist me all the best in your marriage <laughs> I will say resist I don't like it when people talk to me like that someone said all the money I've given they used me we used you okay who were you giving the money to you were given to me, then I used you. But if you ever used, thought you are given to God, and you are saying I used you, you've missed your, you will never get your reward. Because your reward is winning an argument against me. You've won. Complaints. Argument. That's your reward. Against the church. I know people who are suing churches for their tithes. For their partnership. It means they were giving the church. As you will be giving your partnership, they stop thinking about the church. And I wonder why some of you don't give. Do you know? There's a principle in the spirit called by one man. The Bible says, through one man, sin entered the, and death through sin. The Bible says, in the same way, that's Romans chapter 5, in the same way, through one man shall all be saved. Because righteousness entered the world. Now, can you imagine? Sin entered the world through one man. And you are saying, no, I wasn't very related to my, to my relatives. They came from Congo. You don't know what that one man did in Congo. That's affecting the whole family. Then when you say, come and keep, you are coming like you don't want, like you are being forced. You can drop like a something there. Someone took a whole goat. It's the last one they had. What they wanted was to make sure that they should be having female children because they've had a lot of milk. 
Now you can't give a sacrifice to the devil. When they went, they opened the portal. And all sorts of spirits started entering now into their life. Then you, you can't let go of your first fruit, your salary. Say, I'm going to give in my second week, in my second month. Huh? You think you'll be broke if you give in your first month. But you were already broke. So what is this one going to do against you? And it's this, sometimes you don't know that it is this you're giving which is going to break a backbone to some of the cases that have happened. Haven't you read? Haven't you read that the way that Gideon broke the power of Baal? He said, God told him, break down the altar of Baal. Why didn't God just say, attack them? God said, wait, come here. Let's do some sacrifices first. One of the sacrifices is fasting. There's a strength and an authority and a power that fasting releases. You're giving as well. So he had to break down the altar of which was a physical one, and then he raised another physical one, and he gave sacrifices there. I said, hey, I died, he's had to give. Hmm. Hmm. No, me, I'm a student first. Meanwhile, the Holy Spirit is saying, do it. Mind that, do it. Hey, I'll give red, huh? No, this one, since it came from my friends, the Holy Spirit, why is the Holy Spirit moving you? Do it. No, but it's just a 50 quarter. Now you're saying it's small. It's a, you don't know what that 50 quarter will do for you. Don't you remember Jesus Christ said the one who gave the two coins was more blessed? <laughs> Through one man. So you must do the correct thing. Haven't you read 2 Corinthians 9? It says, when we give, God is able to make grace abound. That having all sufficiency, we may abound unto every good work. We can even have enough for ourselves. What? You give physical things, you obtain grace. There's an exchange that is happening. When you give physical things, what you receive is not even physical things. You know, a time will come when shepherd has grown, when he will come and say, what did I do to deserve this? He will not understand. Listen to me. Huh? I don't know what God has for him in the future, but let me tell you this. Whether he's going to be the smartest or not, <laughs> just when his grandfather was about to leave, they, they took a 1,000 which was received of him. They gave, he gave as a seed to his grandfather. You know what that book that does to a boy like that? Then today the mother has prepared him his tithe and his partnership. They are doing things to him. So you wonder where, how come? How come I'm always favored? Why me? Meanwhile, there's another person who's tired because Lord, why me? Why is it that I'm always left on interviews? Why is it that I'm always struggling with the sickness? Why don't my relationships work? Check what they did to you when you were before. So you find there are some people who, you, you know that when you were born, huh? I'm concluding. <laughs> you, you, your grandfather was not saved, your father was not saved. Hmm? Mm. Your uncles were not saved. How you got saved? By some serendipity, by some prayer of a certain person in a church somewhere, you fell into their radar. Then the Spirit of God moved you into a church.
your warfare will not be the same as the other guy who was born in a place where his nine months were giving seeds for him. They are laying hands on him every Sunday. Now, I'm not saying they are more blessed than they are lucky. What I'm saying is that they are at an advantage. Not, it's not everyone who's grown up in a pastor's house, by the way, just for your comfort, has ended up being a good person. I'm sure you've got a few pastor's kids, your friends, who behave like they are from the street. But I'm showing you the possibility of a man who, whose parents have saved God and they've been introduced to things. Make sure your children, they must tithe, they must give their offering, and don't be like, my parents they would give us and trust us, we would eat sugar kings. We were young. God saved us, we didn't eat our destinies. Make sure you are following the boy, even if he's looking at you like this. You are following him, he drops in the order, he's a good boy, and you go and sit. Otherwise, you think the boy loves God. Mommy offering, mommy offering. Can you see he wants to go and give to the people there? And exchange the grace he would have picked by putting his hand in the offering basket with sweets. Because the serpentine nature, the, the same Esau, the same Adam spirit is still active. We ate sugar canes in Bika. We ate. They would give us 500 kwacha. My parents would give me 500 kwacha with my sister. We would be so happy. We were about seven. We would eat sugar canes. I think we would have had more grace. But where are the sugar canes? There are things that you learn in the Old Testament. They are not just some kind of... Uh, Things that used to happen. They are dealings of God with men. Have you ever seen, is it, is it Exodus 13, 34, which says, all those that have crossed 20 years must bring an offering to God. It is something that pulls the realm of the spirit to work into your favor. I'm sorry, there is no other way. I wish they, but this is one of the ways. In every side of the spirit, you have to learn to live. I've come to learn that money is only for two things. Number one, to push the agenda of the king. It's not money if it, can't, if it can push your agenda and it can't push the agenda of the kingdom of God. This is why you, you must check, is my money serving God or is it just serving my needs? It should be enough to serve your needs, obviously. But is it serving God? Can you point to how much I serve God for you? Number two, your money must be able to take care of your family. It must serve God. It must be able to take care of your family. Sometimes even if you're a student, don't say, if I send my mother 10 kwacha, she may never send me money again. Send don't, don't say, oh, she'll think I have. Say it. Just impress her. 